Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. It's the 5 o'clock fire. Ah, it is 5 o'clock. Congratulations. Hopefully you're off work. Luckily for you, old Dirty Show and T-Mill have the latest. And the latest is, remember this hour, the final hour of the day, your chance to win a four-pack of tickets, a four-pack of tickets to see Jason Aldean. Four-pack of tickets to see Jason Aldean coming up at the rodeo. Headline, the best concert I've ever been to. You said that before. Yep. I think you said that. Monday, March 6th. That's uh, when that concert is, so stay tuned in the 5 o'clock hour. Who else was there? Aldean, Eric Church, and and uh, Justin Moore, and then uh, uh, Kip Kip Moore, I believe, uh, is that, was actually the number four, the, 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 the opener. It was uh, it was tremendous. It was, was absolutely it? tremendous. That one was in Little Rock. That was in Little Rock. Yep, it was uh, it, it was a, a hell of a show. Now, oh hey, best concert he's ever been to. He puts on look. He puts on a show now. There ain't no. I'm not the I'm not the biggest Aldine fan. Like him, thoroughly enjoy him, but um, he puts on a hell of a show. There ain't no denying that. Now, there you go. Uh, your chance to win that in this five o'clock hour. So stay tuned and make sure you're listening for your chance to win that four pack. Of tickets, uh, the news here that jumped here in the in, in the NFL in the and into the division, the uh, the Tennessee Titans, they and Mike Vrabel have announced that Tim Kelly is going to be promoted as their offensive coordinator. More on that, NFL Network's Ian Rappaport uh, gives the latest update on the tech of the Titans uh, making the decision to go with Tim Kelly. The Titans have done what they really have done for the last five or so years under Mike Vrabel, which is find a really good young head coach, promote from within, and then make him their offensive coordinator. They did it with Arthur Smith. They did it with Todd Downing. And now they did it with Tim Kelly, the former Houston Texans offensive coordinator under Bill O'Brien, was really on an incredible trajectory when he was with, with the Houston Texans and really became a favorite of Deshaun Watson, helped Watson develop as he did, ended up leaving there, went to Tennessee, did a really good job there. Now, among several coaches with new roles, including Charles Lundy, who comes in as the quarterback's coach, Tim Kelly fills a key offensive coordinator opening for the Tennessee Titans and Mike Vrabel. I, I just uh, – uh, I, I just I, – I cannot believe it's still real. I, I, Which part? Just the Tim Kelly – The thought that Tim Kelly was really one of Deshaun's favorites in terms of developing no, that, him as a quarterback? No, no. That, that part? Was it that part? I don't know. Is that No, my, my favorite is – this guy, I, listen, I don't care what you – we said it all year. Like, he's got to go. I don't care what the circumstances are. Two years in a row, they had a god-awful running game. Two years in a row underneath, underneath his tutelage. By the way, he's going to Tennessee, which I think that's exactly what they want to do is run the football. And then, and then overall, even with Davis Mills and Tyrod Taylor, whatever, they stunk. They stunk offensively. They did. And only person that he is connected to offensively is Bill O'Brien. And, yeah, maybe Tim Kelly is going to come around and he's about to be Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan. I would bet on it. But that maybe that maybe that's what he's going to do. But the thought that in 13 months after leading that offense, bam, he gets an offensive coordinator job. That, that shocks me. That you wouldn't have been able to tell me that next year's season, once he left here, because around this time he left, that he would become an offensive coordinator again. And an offensive coordinator to, I think, what people think is at least a pretty well-run organization in Tennessee the last half decade. Yeah, I, I, look, I, it just it, it just doesn't make it just doesn't make sense to me how an organization um, 
settles on uh, a, a Tim Kelly. Now I, I understand uh, look, you, when you look when you talk about Belichick and and the New England Patriot way, and you talk about look, Vrabel's Vrabel's been a really good head coach. There's no knocking that, but but the the where, where he comes from is 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 known to be some guys that that'll surround himself with yes men. Bill O'Brien did it here. Um, look, I mean, Belichick take look, sends all his guys out to become head coaches, and then when they get fired and they fail, they come back. They come back to him, and hell, if they were defensive minded coaches, he'll make them an OC for some reason. I, it, it's it's very. This is very interesting to me, um, in in terms of I thought Tim Kelly had played himself into being a a full time tight ends coach uh, for for an extended period of time before he it, got another shot. I mean, look, you, his you, production. I, says I, look, that. I I don't I don't. I, here's the deal. It, it was the the year when when Bill O'Brien left and and was fired and 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 Tim Kelly was the OC. I understand it was dysfunctional. I totally understand that 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 there are reasons beyond Tim Kelly, but Tim Kelly orchestrated an offense where they were the number four passing team in the NFL and the number thirty one rushing team in the NFL. It was the most bland rushing attack we've ever seen. And if you remember correctly, at that point in time, Tim Kelly took a system that the team already knew and gave them input into what kind of what they wanted to do to attack defenses. Which I I'm not knocking him for that. I'm, that's a great job. By Tim Kelly, he had one of the at the time. At the time, Deshaun Watson was a, a, a top five or six quarterback in 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 the NFL, and they they went out there and and could not generate a run game. Um, I, this is I don't understand the hire in a day and age in in in, in the NFL where you need to be multiple, you need to be creative, you need to be dynamic, you need to have great timing. I just don't believe that Tim Kelly checks all those boxes. Oh my God, this don't make no sense. And 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 that's and just for that's, Mike Vrabel. You said you're trying not to make sense of it, and the best way to make sense of it is like this feels like a Bill O'Brien move. This feels like a move. Of, Bill did it. I'm, yeah, Bill I'm, made going, him I'm just going to put somebody in here that I can run over that I that I have a semblance of control that's going to kind of you know acquiesce to what I want. Uh, that that's what it feels like to me because there's no other, like his defense played well enough. Like they I, they sat there in a game, uh, multiple games this year where their defense had it in had them in games against yeah. really good teams, and their yeah. offense could not do anything. Malik Willis didn't get better, or whatever. You're about to have, and you about to have top, Tim Kelly. Yeah, it, it show when I when I look at it, it, it it's um. I just I just thought that there was a lot lacking with the offense when he had total control of it, and I and and I never thought when he exited Houston that within within one football season he would be an offensive coordinator somewhere else. But being a Houston Te- being a Houston Texans fan, I, I'm, I'm I'm pretty stoked about this <laughs> now, because look, here's the deal: is the the one thing that he couldn't do was generate. And look, I understand he he didn't have. Well, let me let me put people let me put it to people like this. People will tell you, oh, he didn't have nobody. Well, he had he had a good enough offensive line that the, for a quarterback that could be number four and in, in, lead a league in passing, but an offense that could be number four in the league in passing. So, so I, I don't understand how you can say, well, he didn't have anybody. Well, he, he had he had enough to to make ends meet in terms of leading the league in passing, but they couldn't generate a run game. I believe a big part of that was you try to just line up versus too high, run run inside zone with no kind of deception, no kind of. 
no kind of jet motions, no kind of pre-snap shifts, and no kind of disguising through your your formations and your personnel. It, it, it was it was an, an out, it was a dated uh, approach to offensive football, and now you're going to go somewhere where Derrick Henry is the focal point of your entire offense. It, it just doesn't it just doesn't add up. It doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense, especially with some of the offensive coordinators that are out there yeah. that that you that you could have you could have either gambled on that that haven't haven't called plays yet or have called plays. Hell, in guys that you've even interviewed, I believe. Didn't you say Eric Bieniemy was interviewed for that? The enemy, or at least requested. They, they requested him. Request. I'm not Nagy. sure if he did. And Matt Nagy, the and Matt, yeah. And look, and look, I know Matt Nagy's just come been a failed head coach as well, but. But uh, he's been a part of a hell of a system. Like, yeah, it, it just doesn't it doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense. He won the division with Mitch and but, got but, to the playoffs twice with Mitch. Well, fair, okay. I, I, gra- I greatly appreciate it here in Houston. Oh, yeah. Shouldn't be a fear that the Texans are going to get outwitted by the offensive coordinator of the Titans. Five o'clock oh, D'Amico, fire. will have a field day with Tim he Kelly. better. All right. Also in the division, um, the Colts, they have not hired their coach yet. And Jim Irsay – uh, he uh, he says that uh, we said as an organization, the coaching search would be an open-minded and a thorough process. And the final decision would be strictly based on what is best for our franchise's success and best for our fans of Colts Nation. I didn't know the Colts were a nation. Um, I don't know how to make sausage. And he said the final decision is uh, coming in days, not hours. I have no idea who the hell they're going to hire as their coach. We have heard a lot of Jeff Saturday being thrown around. He's had multiple interviews. Apparently, we, we talked about it last Thursday. They were going to do three interviews. They were going to do a round of three interviews. And when he says open-minded and thorough process, could you imagine in the division, one day the Tennessee Titans hire Tim Kelly as their offensive coordinator, and then the Colts hire Jeff Saturday as their head coach? I mean, you t- you t- you talk about, like, what in the hell is going on? For them, like, that would be stupid. It's just completely stupid. I would wonder if they're waiting on Shane Steichen, somebody they've interviewed who is the Eagles' offensive coordinator, and that's maybe what they're waiting on, or somebody else in the game. They've also interviewed Eric Bieniemy, but, well, I mean, the odds are we know that there's not a chance that hell he gets that job. But if it's Jeff Saturday, I mean, you, what are they doing? Yeah, look, I, I don't, I don't know what the hell's going on in Indy. If I'm being completely honest, but I know if, as I sit over here, just being an NFL fan and looking at it, I would love to see Shane Steichen in Indy with a young quarterback that's drafted, and and I, I would be, I would be really interested to see Eric Bieniemy in Arizona. I, I think when you look at at what is, I don't think there's any denying that big, a big part of what's wrong in Arizona is Kyler Murray, and and I think a a a, a big part of fixing Kyler Murray would be putting a figure in place as a head coach that ain't going to put up with no crap. And then you look at it as, you know, this the style of play in terms of being creative, moving the pocket, using a quarterback's feet. I would think that Eric Bieniemy would be really, really good at and, and, and embrace the opportunity to, to game plan around Kyler Murray's skill set. Now, I don't know if, if, if Kyler can do it or not and pull it off or not, but um, I would like to see Eric being and me give it a shot in Arizona, and I'd like to see Shane Steichen give it a shot in, in Indy. I mean, in, in Indy, the place Eric did interview, they we've heard reports they're going to try to get up to one. What if they got Bryce and then also, you know, a, a Jonathan Taylor running back, you know, mm. which is what he is 
he is coached as well, which is his, his trademark, which could be a lot of work, but I have no idea. If it's Jeff Saturday, boy, if the Colts hire Jeff Saturday to back up the, t- the Titans hiring Tim Kelly as the OC, whew, this, is a, this is a hell of a division. Solid couple weeks for Houston. <laughs> Five o'clock fire. Big night today, boys. The King can do it tonight, baby. LeBron just needs 36 points. Against OKC, well, hell, they gave uh, you know they scored 153 on the Rockets uh, their last game out. But he's got uh, he's got 36 to to pass Kareem tonight to be the all time. Are you gonna scorer. watch? What kind of selfishness is that? Of course, I'm gonna watch. Oh, you probably just watch the next. I'm gonna game. Put, put on the full uniform. Are you really? I'm going jersey. I don't have shorts, but I'm I'm going jersey. And then if it doesn't if it doesn't go well, I'm switching to the to the purple one in the second half. I'm starting gold. I'm switching to the purple. But this, hey, this is a record, and I, I, a lot of people, a lot of people have their feelings about LeBron, and I'm sure a lot of people have their feelings about LeBron because of my love for LeBron. <laughs> but this, this is a record many people didn't think was ever going to go down. 38 years since Kareem, you know, has set, you know, he retired and set this record for somebody who his best skill is not shooting. <laughs> and not scoring. Right. Like, yeah. when you think of LeBron, you think about his skill set. That's not his best skill. And then him to play to the point of setting this record, breaking Kareem's record, like far in front of Michael Jordan. Now, a lot of it's the time. Or far in front of guys that you think are scorers. Like, Kevin Durant doesn't have a chance to catch this, right? Like, that. that is amazing. You think of LeBron, his best skill is probably passing. Like, that's probably his best skill and his ability to guard a lot of different positions in his prime. But he's going to be the best scorer of all time, which is, I mean, points-wise, which is crazy. I may, I may take a peek at it tonight. Yeah, just, just see, it. just see. I don't, I don't feel like it's, it's as, I don't night. feel like it's as, uh, as celebrated right now, and, and as, as Super Bowl week that didn't, that didn't help by him that he's doing it. Charles, uh, he had a chance. He could have put up sixty something against uh, the Pelicans, but Charles said. I'll drive down to New Orleans and whoop his ass if he even comes close to scoring fifty. So he doesn't. So he has to. So he has to do it on TNT. That's right. <laughs> so he said, I'll drive down and whoop his ass. So, yeah, that's uh, that's tonight as a uh, uh, one of the greatest records in sports has a chance to go down. Thirty six points uh, is all LeBron needs. Five o'clock fire. All right, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Um, he was on the Pat McAfee show, which he always is, and. Uh, uh, we're talking about we, – we've heard that uh, Devontae Adams was trying to woo him to come to Vegas. Hell, he doesn't even know if he's going to play next year. This was him talking to Pat McAfee on uh, his future and uh, playing football next season. Well, I'm still uh, in the art of contemplation about my future, so I'm, I'm – uh, Is that real? Are we really contemplating playing football again still? Is that like a heavy, heavy thought, yeah? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's a real thing, 100%. And that's why I think it's going to be important to get through this week and then, uh, you know, to uh, to take my, uh, you know, my isolation retreat and just to be able to contemplate all things uh, my future and then uh, and then make a decision that I feel like is, is best for me moving forward and in the highest interest of my happiness and then, uh, and then move forward. I don't even know what he said. Um, he's playing next year. I would think so. Yeah. Look, I mean, I, I mean, who, who talks sense. like that? Look, I mean, like, like I mean, I, look, I, I understand I'm a bit of a hayseed. I, I understand that I'm not the, the most articulate man in the business. But, but who, who talks like 
I'm still in the art of contemplating. Is, is that what he said? Is that how he started that time? Was he? Like, there's who? video to that. Was he sitting there with his leg crossed? That's what I imagine. It looked like he just rolled out of bed. His hair is all kind of matted down on one side, and he's wearing a t-shirt. But, but who, who who answers who answers the question like that? Aaron, I'm, I'm, I'm still in the art of contemplation. He's art. He's artsy, man. He's artistic now. You know, he's he's opened now, himself yeah. to the universe. I mean, you know? the, the six or seven year. What's it been? Five, maybe five, six, seven years. This is why Danica left. But, I mean, that, that turn has <laughs> that's, been. You know, that's a great point. A, a, a man like that, I mean, he's got the ability to be an attractive human being if, if he so chooses. He's, he's got choosing. He, he's got deep pockets. He's got, like, th- now uh, Now I understand why why my man ain't never locked one down. He wanted to get him a real-life witch. Yeah, you, you, the longer and longer you get to get in there with him, the more and more of this part of him comes out. And you're like, the hell, what the what hell the, is this? What the hell is this? this like, even even having the shtick of being one of the one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game ain't enough to get. No, it ain't uh-huh. here because this man's damn it, Aaron. Part of it. Yeah, he's playing next year, and they'll play in Green Bay. All right, coming up, some more news um, here recently. Someone that could could be a potential hire for the Texans on their coaching staff. They've interviewed someone else. We'll tell you who that is. And remember, this hour, your chance to win a four pack of tickets to go see Jason Aldean at the Houston Rodeo coming up in March. So stay tuned for that. All of that on The Drive coming up next. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hubley. I ain't even going to do this to Jason. I was about to, get, one these of them. No, about no, to no. get these tickets to Jason Aldean. Right no, you here. should. You should. That, that's uh, he's, got, he's got a strong hip-hop background for the record. I'm sure he does. Georgia boy. Strong, strong hip-hop background. Let that out. Let that out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, let that out. Yeah. Well, coffee got me. It will get you to get the best of you. By the way, I want to pass this across, Clint, and the people. Texans have interviewed Jet Safety's coach, Marquan Manuel, today via Zoom for their defensive coordinator mm-hmm. job. He's a name that had originally been tied uh, to the Texans uh, as a potential uh, DC uh, to go along with uh, D'Amico Ryan. So, uh, uh, Marquan Manuel. I remember him in the league too, man. It's crazy we hear some of these names. Roy Hairston, Marquand Manuel, but uh, it looks like we're seeing some uh, some names there that, that yeah. to get rolling for the the DC there. Well, you're talking about a guy that that was that was in Seattle for some of the sweet years. It looks like uh, on the defensive side of the football, secondary coach, assistant secondary coach uh, in Atlanta, 25, 2015, 2016, secondary coach in Atlanta, defensive coordinator, 17, 18. Philadelphia Eagles, 2020 defensive backs coach, and then uh, 21 and 22 seasons he's a safeties coach with the Jets under Robert Sala. So uh, uh, you know similar similar backgrounds uh, with Sala and D'Amico. Uh, so you got to think there's some carry over there. Probably a guy that that um, he's gotten a lot of credit for his work with uh, Sauce Gardner. Yeah, 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 yeah. So probably yeah, that'd be good. Think of that. Think about that. Come over here and. Do something similar with uh, with Derek Stingley Jr. That'd be nice. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, that is the latest as they are looking to fill out this coaching staff. All right, Clint. Um, what? Uh, 
What got you horny today? Uh, there, there was a no, Clint. I mean, I think that's that's a broad question. You could uh, narrow it down. What, a bit. what got you football horny today? Let me. Let my me, wife let was me. looking pretty okay, solid this morning right, when I, when fault. she strolled that's, through the crib. Hey, look that's, out, my look my out! I look don't out. love it. I had, um, I had the baby in my hands though. I couldn't. Now I, this I, is chill this, out a bit. This is two days in a row that you you you've listened to something that got you riled yeah, up, football yeah. hornified. Yeah. And uh, and uh, I, I'll just let you play. I'll just I'll just play it. I'll let Tyler play it. The people can hear it. This is Gary Kubiak. He was on in the loop yesterday, and uh, this um, this got Clint going. Well, I mean, look, the, the 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 truth of the matter is, for me and and for many Texans fans, the 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 biggest concern is what they're going to do on the offensive side of the football. And there's a defensive minded head coach, Cal McNair and Nick Casario, uh, hiring an offensive mind here, an offensive staff here. That's that's the wild card left here in Houston for all of us that are fans. And and so anytime I read an article about it, it either turns me on or turns me off. I read one yesterday that had something to do with Clint Kubiak and Bobby Slowick and maybe even Gerard Johnson coming in. That that's sexy. I like it. I like, I, I think the, the quarterback well done, Tyler. I think the quarterback is is surrounded there by by uh by by, by a good supporting cast. And then I'm listening to, to to Gary Kubiak, Super Bowl winning coach, former Houston Texans coach. I'm, I'm listening to him on ITL yesterday in the loop yesterday, and I'll be damned if he doesn't start talking about D'Amico's experience in San Francisco and how it should benefit him in terms of hiring an offensive staff. Let's not forget where he's coming from, who he's been with the last few years. If you work for Kyle, like I work for his dad, uh, he makes you study both sides of the ball. He makes you, as a defensive coordinator, understand what I'm trying to do to you offensively on the practice field. So D'Amico's knowledge, I mean, we know what it is defensively, but his knowledge of offensive football and how Kyle tries to attack defenses, uh, that has really grown for him as a football coach, too. Mm. Boner alert. Keep talking. Keep talking, Gary. Talk dirty to me. I absolutely love it, man. It's better than this. Are you kidding me? I absolutely love it. Now, I'm, I know I'm, I'm reaching here. I know I'm reaching. But at the end of the day, I need confidence, comfort, in D'Amico making this decision. Um, it, we, we all know that Cal and Nick's hiring uh, a track record hasn't, hasn't been – until D'Amico was 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 not good at all, and, and and so I'm not leaning real heavily into those guys, and 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 so I need to I need to feel good about D'Amico, Ryan's a new Texans head coach making this decision, and when Gary Kubiak goes out there and says, well hold on a second guys, let's not forget where he came from, and by the way where he came from is an organization that the head coach forces his guys to learn about what's going on the other side of the football, why they're doing things, the method to the madness, which that actually explains a lot of D'Amico's comments yesterday that we highlighted in terms of of what he wants this offense to look like when he went beyond just being physical and running the football. He's talking about explosive players and things of that nature. It, it explains it. So, yeah, Gary Kubiak moved me a bit talking about D'Amico's experience of, of um, learning the offensive game under Shanahan. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it turns. Ain't no doubt about it. No, it's it just officially my football horny clip of the day. No, I mean, I, listen, I get, I, I get where you come from. Any anything that can be done to make to strengthen your feeling, because uh, that's it, to strengthen your feeling on D'Amico will hire the right guy. D'Amico will hire the right person. 
D'Amico's not just going to hire the person because, hey, he's in the system. We, we he, he, He's yeah. been there. No, he's going to hire the guy not just because he's in the system. He's going to hire the guy because he knows offensive football. He knows what he's looking for. It's not just over his head. And and that is a that is a big deal because it is we've said it the last two days and I'll stand by it. It is the most important it is as important as hiring the head coach. It is as important as getting D'Amico Ryan's right is to find this next coordinator, the person who is going to run your offense. Because I mean, if you don't have the quarterback right, because they're gonna draft a quarterback, so if you don't have that right, and D'Amico messes that higher up or Nick helps mess that higher up, which Brooks said it's a collaboration between those two that I didn't love. But if they don't get that, if they mess that up, and then that puts the quarterback in a bad spot, we could look at some of these young quarterbacks around the league and think like, hey, man, Bill Belichick's a great coach. What kind of what kind of shape mentally in right now is Mac Jones in right, right now after what he just went through this season? Ooh. You know what I mean? And, and, and he's with the mess. best coach of all time. Yeah. So that's why you have to get this right because that person deals with the most important player on the field and the player that's going to lead to help lead this team to the best position possible. You're not getting Trent Dilfer anymore. Yeah, look, I, you, you can look, and, and we did this a little bit of an exercise yesterday, if you will. You can look at the Jets and Robert Sala, and, and, and he, look, they drafted the wrong quarterback, and, and he hired the wrong offensive coordinator. I, I'm not putting everything on the offensive coordinator, but – I. Robert Sala wouldn't have fired his offensive coordinator if he felt like he had the right guy. If it were all on the quarterback, he wouldn't have fired his offensive coordinator. So so he he got it wrong. You, you, you look at, at the Giants with Brian Dayball and, and Kafka. Now they got it right, but what was the owner of the Giants saying a year ago? Hell, they were saying that they, they hadn't given their quarterback a chance to have to have any level of success at that point in time. You just mentioned Bill Belichick and, and setting, that up, setting Mac Jones up for failure with the defensive coordinator, failed head coach as his play caller. I mean, it's 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 not a stretch at all to have a tad bit of concern about what the hell is going to happen on the offensive side of the football here. And and when we get guys that that are shedding a little light on on the topic show, I I, I think it's especially when it's positive. I, I know for me, it, it it helps calm my nerves a bit. No, and, and Gary Kubiak is somebody who like. He knows what Kyle has done because that's how Mike was. Kyle, Kyle Shanahan's dad and how he worked under him. He watched right. how he does things, so he can he can attest to that. And he knows D'Amico and knows D'Amico is a guy that's going to pick pick things up and is eager to learn things. So, like I said, any anything that can be done to show like, hey, this guy this guy is is going to going to make you feel more confident on who he's bringing in to run the total offense. Yeah, I can see why it gets you going. I can see why it gets you going. Let's just hope it works. Uh, that, that's it. Let's just hope it works. All right, coming up, your chance to win a four-pack of tickets, a four-pack of tickets to uh, see Jason Aldean at the at the rodeo, so you'll be able to do that. Stay tuned coming up in the next segment. And got an Astros question in that two-spot. Who should be in the two-spot? Michael Brantley? or Jeremy Payne. We'll discuss that coming up next. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, caller number six. We got you right now. Caller 
number six, 713-572-4610. I told you to get on it. Caller number six, your chance to win a four-pack of tickets to see Jason Aldean at the Houston Rodeo, 713-572-4610. 713-572-4610. Caller number six, your chance Monday, March 6th. Four, not one, two, three, but four tickets to see Jason Aldean at the Houston Rodeo. Clint said he headlined the best show he's ever seen. Absolutely. He he puts on a hell of a show. We're doing you one hell of a favor right here. If you've seen Jason Aldean, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If not, hopefully you won these tickets and you can uh, – you can get over there to the Houston Rodeo and check this thing out. He'll put on a great show, no question. I didn't want to tell you this, but somebody responded in an a-hole fashion to you earlier when you said that said you need to get to better shows. No, I, I disagree wholeheartedly. You want to talk about live music, country music in particular, um, you want to tone that down a bit? You want to meet me for a drink? We can do it. <laughs> I mean, this ain't hard. This, I'm, I'm not a huge Jason Aldean fan. Not going to go to bat for Jason Aldean, but that show lineup I just read off, Eric Church, Jason Aldean headlining, Eric Church, Justin Moore, and Kip Moore. Come on, give me, give me a better four that you've seen. Give me a better four that you've seen. Uh, that per, yeah. Give me a better four give that you've seen. Four. Give him a damn better four. Good luck. All right, so hopefully we got somebody. Uh, Congrats to look, Jared and Spring. Good for Jared and Spring. Good for him, Jared. Jared, I see Congratulations, you, Congratulations, Jared. You did it. You did it, Jared. You're going to have you a hell of a night, man. You did it, baby. You deserve it. You deserve it. You know, winning's fun, man. It really is. Winning's fun. It really is. So the Astros look like they have a ton of fun around here. When you get a chance to party, party. I, I won this morning. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I crushed. Quickie, huh? I cr- no, 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 you perv. I crushed 30 minutes on the Peloton tread this morning. Right, don't, I mean, oh. don't get mad at me. Come on. When he says I won this morning like that, you know, I mean, nobody's well, thinking that 30 you, you minutes. Know, I mean, you, you know, I, got I, some I'm, action I'm talking or? about, I'm talking, look, I'm fighting father time, you two perverts. Every or time I win, it's not about me leaning into my old lady. Now, it, it, it's, it's sometimes it's about fighting father thought. time. By the way, by the way, can I take a minute and, and, and wish my baby girl a happy birthday? Why not? It is can I wish, birthday Happy today. birthday, baby Liv. I tell you take what. Time. I mean, show, this is one of them things where, she, she gave me purpose, man. A whole, a whole nother world, a whole nother reason to live life uh, in, in a different way and for a different reason. My baby girl turned one, turns one today, and uh, seems like yesterday, man, we were uh, we were bringing her into this world, welcoming welcoming her to this world, and uh, here she is, one year old, um, walking, losing her. Lost house. her in the bathroom the other day. Um, yeah, she's walking. I mean, she's she's borderline running. I've experienced the 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 fast walk to me with her arms out and hug when I walk in the door. It's it's the it's the uh, it makes my day every every time I get home. Um, but happy birthday, baby girl. Good. Happy birthday yeah. to you, Liv. Yeah. Party number two tonight. I'm guessing. Guess you guys gonna party again tonight for the birthday. You know, I I, I haven't talked to my wife you did it, about you did that. It, the birth, her birthday is actually today. her birthday was Saturday, with... and I greatly appreciate everybody that came and hung out. But she she is uh, she is damn sure love. There ain't no doubt about that. Um, and and uh, my wife, well done on on the 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 baby number one uh, and baby number one's first birthday. Apparently, that's that's a huge deal. 
and uh, she pulled it off absolutely flawlessly. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely flawless. One-year-old, huh? One-year-old, man. You go. Good for Liv. Good for you guys. You guys deserve it. Have a good time. Working on number two. Working on number two. So you did win this morning. No. Alert. no not, not, not this morning. But uh, we're definitely on boner alert. All right. I, it, while you guys are on that alert, uh, we're above this. Hope my father Apparently, <laughs> you always got to be aware, one, man. Only one I'm not. Oh, I hope he is. He's listening. Um, the Astros, as we get closer uh, to pitchers and catchers reporting in spring training, the number two spot in the lineup. I, listen, there are sometimes where you know, I think there's good debate. Right? You 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 sit on one side, you sit on the other. I really don't. I, I really don't know. There's much of debate on this. All right, Michael Brantley is back with the team, and when he is healthy and ready to go, despite the amazing postseason, the amazing month that Jeremy Pena had, and it was amazing to the tune of ALCS MVP and followed it up with the World Series MVP, Michael Brantley should be hitting second. And I think Dusty will make the right decision. I don't think there is really any other one. Um, When you talk about the consistency, Michael Brantley is made to hit second in Major League Baseball. And maybe down the line, Jeremy Pena may as well. But I think at this point, if you're going to make the lineup, Jeremy Pena is going to be a solid, strong seven-hole hitter. I know what he did in the postseason. I know many of you won't ever forget it. His name and his face should be across the the front of Mid-A-Maid instead of Justin Verlander. But when it comes to writing out that lineup, Clint, it should be Altuve, Brantley, without even a thought. I, I agree wholeheartedly. I, I, I think, look, I, I think when you look at it, you, you, we're talking about Brantley, a career 300 hitter. We're talking about a guy that, that at the plate has no holes in his game. Um, and, and, and Pena's just not there yet. And so when we talk about from a production perspective, from a consistent production perspective, I, I, I think – it's not a slight to the young man. It's not a slight to La Tormenta, but it's just the reality of the situation is is he ain't there yet. Um, and and look, I, I'm not going to be a, a prisoner of the moment and 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 get caught up in the playoffs and 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 the the, the World Series performance. I will. I am one of those that will never forget it. Um, uh, Pena, I, I, I'm a huge fan. But when it's all said and done, this lineup one through seven will be absolute nails with Pena being in a seven hole. And and Brantley being in a two hole. Now that could all change. Obviously, if Brantley can't stay healthy, then then you you go right back to Pena in a two hole, and you keep on rocking and rolling. But uh, I think in, when both are healthy, and this Astros lineup is is at its strongest, at its best, it's with uh, Brantley in the two hole with absolutely who is absolutely a hard out. I mean, there's just no there's. There, there's no game plan to go in versus Brantley and 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 go, going into a, a a plate appearance in terms of how a a, a manager or, or a pitching coach or or a, a starter is going to uh, attack uh, Brantley. I, it's it's it is a a chess match there, and and I I just don't know how um, anybody can make the same argument for Pena at this point in time. Yeah, I, I just say, I mean, it's nothing against the kid, right? The kid had a magical moment, but I think you, as you said it, man, you, I mean, it was a great month, but you just can't let that get get you caught up. And if Michael Brantley comes out and stinks, 
and, and, and is struggling, which is hard to believe that Mr. Professional would do that, then maybe you look at different things. But at this point, man, I mean, you can't have someone like that, that, that just based off of one month as a, you know, going against a guy who year in and year out has been dependable, everything, a guy that gets on base, a guy that has great at-bats every time, and a guy that you're like, as you said, no holes in his swing, somebody that can take advantage consistently of being between your two best hitters and the guys behind him. He's going to get pitches to hit. And I, like I said, he he's going to walk. He's going to be on base. Like it, it, It's not even that, that close to me. I've seen some people texting in about the speed aspect of things and, like, stop. I mean, Kyle Schwarber led off for the Phillies. Hold on, show. Go, check, go, go look at his height and weight. Closer to old me. Like, let's just let, let's calm down with the speed thing. Like, that, that we're not – Ricky Henderson's not leading off from batting first and second any longer. Yeah. That's yeah. not what they're doing now. Look, there's no doubt that – there's no doubt that if, if he were in the two-hole, then all of a sudden, you know, you, there is an element there of the speed and being aggressive and, and – and using that speed, but it's it's not again. It's it's not it's yeah, not some bases in front of Albert. Yeah, good, great point. And and, and <laughs> no, in front of that. in front of of uh, of Abreu and, and in front of uh, Bregman. And I mean, who's doing that, right? Who who's so? Yeah, I I, uh, I I can't get down with it. I understand it's a big part of his game, but but and yeah, I extend, not, understand the excitement. I understand. I mean, I mean, he had a his his on base percentage was two eighty nine. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's and I understand it was better in the postseason. He can hit in the postseason. It, it, his on base percentage was was, was three sixty seven, but that was over a month. Like we can't sit here and just say, "All right, we're going to project that to bring Michael Brantley down to bat seven. Can't get there. Can't get there at all. So uh, I see folks out here who who are going with uh, who who think Pena is, and I, I just I just come on now. I can't do that. By the way, man, I I, I just. As we get ready uh, for the best of today, following us with a Figgy and T Mill, I still can't get over this. Like what Mike up? Mike Vrabel actually hired Tim Kelly to run his offense. Like I, you're right. Over the next however long he is there, the Tim Kelly versus D'Amico Ryan's that has got to be a a major advantage yeah. for the Texans. That has got to be. I, like, I don't. I don't understand. I don't even understand it. I don't understand how Vrabel got up and said, "That's it. That's who I want working with my young quarterback coming yeah. up soon. That's who I want to run my offense. Yeah, that's it, who I want to." It's exactly what I hope doesn't happen in in Houston. If I'm being honest, and and look, I, I like Tim Kelly as a coach, and and I, I'm nowhere near where where Seth was earlier in terms of oh, oh yeah, well you know maybe the experience that he had and and getting. You know, taking a back seat and studying underneath somebody who, by the way, was not good and was fired um, in in Tennessee, and and now he gets elevated to the OC position. Um, you know, I'm I'm not I was I was not there where where I, I could see Tim Kelly fast tracking back to a play caller um, in 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 the league, and then and then you look at you know they've also hired Charles London, who is a passing game coordinator and a quarterback coach. So Tim Kelly's not even coaching the quarterbacks; like he's not even. Um, uh, you know, a, a, a guy that, that is going to be responsible for coaching the quarterbacks or really ultimately the passing game, which is the one thing that he did well here when he had Deshaun Watson. Um, it, it's And then you look at the system, which was, was square peg round hole with Deshaun Watson, and you look at the quarterbacks that they have 
with Tannehill and 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 Malik Willis and and they're they're guys that they're they're not going to Tom Brady their way to to uh, you know win in ball games and so it it is a very interesting hire based on Tim Kelly's experience based on where Tim Kelly came from based on on um you, you know where the game is today relative to needing to be creative and 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 dynamic and 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 develop quarterbacks and things of that nature. It's just it's a very interesting That's, hire by by Vrabel, and it's hard to not separate it from the the line of thinking of of Belichick and that crew, where you know just surround yourself with a bunch of yes men where that where you can somewhat control them versus going out there and hiring a guy that it, even if he's a gamble and he's a young guy. You 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 gamble, roll the dice on this play caller, and you keep on keeping on. Not a guy that you that you know is, for lack of better terms, just stale offensively. Like someone texted in and said, "Yeah, I mean, look what he did with you know no running back, a suspect offensive line. He may be decent." <laughs> we saw that we're like, "You're yeah, hiring I for don't. maybe decent." Like you, like yeah, is, that, is that is that what is that? It's a loser's mindset. Like yeah, I'm, I'm, it's I'm something gonna, I would think Rabel would do. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it seems. Look, I don't know why. I mean, Mike Mike clearly thinks he's he's capable. I I just don't see it. Like I, I watch the product, uh, and, and I just don't know how it it works outside of Tom Brady. Yeah, just, right here. Here it is. Davis Mills played better under Tim Kelly than he did Pep Hamilton. So you want to hire him to run your offense? Yeah, I wouldn't hire either one of them. That's, I mean, it's like, <laughs> Let's see if Pep gets one. Huh? That's right. All right. Uh, listen up. The best of coming up behind us as well. Tyler, great job today. Clint, great job as well. I am Ron, the show Hughley, and as always, Houston. We love you, baby. The Titans, they have announced they have promoted Tim Kelly to offensive coordinator. <laughs> And you got me. I, I, I have no idea. <laughs>